0: Hello, my name's Stuart Wellborn and welcome to the Reality Responsibility Monday Motivation Podcast. This is a short supplementary podcast which I'll be releasing every Monday where I'll be reading a chapter from some old self-development book that is in the public domain. Now, some people like to read books, some people prefer to listen and I will be letting you know where you can get a copy of the book if you so wish. But for those that like to listen to something, I'm going to be sharing a chapter from one of these books every Monday. And the reason I'm only releasing one chapter at a time is so that you may want to play it more than once and contemplate the message that's within that chapter. Now, how long these podcasts will be will vary dependent on the book. Uh, I'm going to try to keep them under twenty minutes wherever possible, unless the chapter, you know, takes a little bit longer. As I say, listen to it more than once, and uh, see if it resonates with you. The first book I'm going to be reading is "As a Man Thinketh" by James Allen. I've got a couple of copies of this. I've got it as a standalone book, and also in um, a book called "The Collective Works of James Allen." I think I came across it first around about 2007, 2008. And yeah, um, the language is quite old because it was written in 1902. And I am using the original text, which I got online at the James Allen Free Library. So if you want to read the book, You can either get a copy off Amazon or wherever you buy your books. There's plenty of copies out there or go to the James Allen free library and read it online. As this is the first one that I'm actually reading to you. uh, I have already recorded it by the time I'm recording this bit that I'm saying now. And so, as I say, the language is kind of Victorian, some of it and i did have to keep pausing and going and checking the pronunciation of some words Uh, and you might even need to go and google some of them yourself if you're as bad as me with some of these words i think for future books i may not edit them the recording and just record it as i'm saying it. it might add a little bit more humor to it you may be able to laugh at me if nothing else uh, but as I say, for this one, I did go and edit out some of those mistakes I made. I hope I've edited them all out anyway. There will be bits in the um, text where they could possibly cause offence if you're not taking it in the context of what he's saying. Like there's In one of the chapters, he mentions slavery. But if you look at what he's actually talking about in that, initially, you might be going... <gasps> and shot, but if you listen to it again and see what he's trying to say by it, hopefully you won't be. Uh, he also talks about uh, Columbus. In 1902 he probably was seen as this great explorer whereas nowadays he's not viewed so positively. Now as the book is called I'm um, As a Man Thinketh, and I'm reading the original script, just bear in mind, it does mean when he says man, he means as in humankind. And even in the uh, either the forward or the first chapter, he does say men and women. So although the language is not up to date PC, just bear in mind, we are reading a 1902 text. So don't get hung up on something like the fact that the word man is used all the time. If you can get past that and listen to what he's actually saying, you might benefit from it. So, with no more ado, we are going to do the forward and the first chapter today of As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen Mind is the master power that moulds and makes, and man is mind, and evermore he takes. THE TOOL OF THOUGHT, AND SHAPING WHAT HE WILLS, BRINGS FORTH A THOUSAND JOYS, A THOUSAND ILLS, HE THINKS IN SECRET, AND IT COMES TO PASS, ENVIRONMENT IS BUT HIS LOOKING-GLASS. FORWARD This little volume, the result of meditation and experience, is not intended as an exhaustive treatise on the much written upon subject of the power of thought. It is suggestive rather than explanatory, its object being to stimulate men and women to the discovery and perception of the truth that they themselves are makers of themselves. By virtue of the thoughts which they choose and encourage, that mind is the master weaver both of the inner garments of character and the outer garments of circumstance, and that as they may have hitherto woven in ignorance and pain, they may now weave in enlightenment and happiness. CHAPTER 1 THOUGHT AND CHARACTER The aphorism, as a man thinketh in his heart so is he, not only embraces the whole of a man's being, but it is so comprehensive as to reach out to every condition and circumstance of his life. A man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. As the plant springs from, and could not be without, the seed, so every act of a man springs from the hidden seeds of thought, and could not have appeared without them. This applies equally to those acts called spontaneous and unpremeditated as to those which are deliberately executed. Act is the blossom of thought, and joy and suffering are its fruits. Thus does a man garner in the sweet and bitter fruitage of his own husbandry. Thought in the mind hath made us. What we are, by thought, was wrought and built. If a man's mind hath evil thoughts, pain comes on him, as comes the wheel, the ox, behind. If one endure, in purity of thought, joy follows him, as his own shadow, sure. Man is a growth by law, and not a creation by artifice, and cause and effect is an absolute and undeviating in the hidden realm of thought as in the world of visible and material things. A noble and godlike character is not a thing of favour or chance, but is the natural result of continued effort in right thinking, the effect of long-cherished association with godlike thoughts. An ignoble and bestial character by the same process is the result of the continued harbouring of grovelling thoughts. Man is made or unmade by himself, in the armory of thought he forges the weapons by which he destroys himself. He also fashions the tools with which he builds for himself heavenly mansions of joy and strength and peace. By the right choice and true application of thought, man ascends to the divine perfection. By the abuse and wrong application of thought, he descends below the level of the beast. Between these two extremes are all the grades of character and man is their marker and master. Of all the beautiful truths pertaining to the soul which have been restored and brought to light in this age, none is more gladdening or fruitful of divine promise and confidence than this, that man is the master of thought, the moulder of character, and the maker and shaper of condition, environment, and destiny. As a being of power, intelligence, and love, and the lord of his own thoughts, Man holds the key to every situation, and contains within himself that transforming and regenerative agency by which he makes himself what he wills. Man is always the master, even in his weaker and most abandoned state. But in his weakness and degradation, he is the foolish master who misgoverns his household. When he begins to reflect upon his condition and to search diligently for the law upon which his being is established, he then becomes the wise master, directing his energies with intelligence and fashioning his thoughts to fruitful issues. Such is the conscious master, and man can only thus become by discovering within himself the laws of thought, which discovery is totally a matter of application, self-analysis and experience. Only by much searching and mining are gold and diamonds obtained, and man can find every truth connected with his being, if he will dig deep into the mine of his soul, and that he is the maker of his character, the molder of his life, and the builder of his destiny, he may unerringly prove, if he will watch, control, and alter his thoughts, tracing their effects upon himself, upon others, and upon his life and circumstances, linking cause and effect by patient practice and investigation, and utilising his every experience, even to the most trivial, everyday occurrence, as a means of obtaining that knowledge of himself, which is understanding, wisdom, power. In this direction, as in no other, is the law absolute, that he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For only by patience, practice, and ceaseless importunity can a man enter the door of the temple of knowledge. Well, I hope you got something out of that chapter. And as I said in the beginning, you may want to listen to it again, maybe several times, and uh, have a think about what was said in that chapter. See what resonates with you. You may find that on a second plane, something different resonates with you maybe nothing does for the first couple of times. I'm not saying that to make you keep listening to my podcast or anything like that. Just that's how we learn things. Sometimes like you read a book and you know, you read the chapter and you some, you're highlighting it and then you read it a year later and it has a whole new meaning. So I hope you got something out of that and I will be back on Friday with my own personal podcast. I hope you can come and join me for that and tune in next Monday for the next chapter. Take care and have a good week.